0: This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Good morning and welcome to Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Happy Sunday, everyone. Happy Sunday. How's it going? It's good. You know what? It's warmer today. It's almost
1: feeling like... Early spring we're, in New we're York. There. We're, it's coming. You know we're gonna have like one more blizzard though. Oh okay, yeah, of course. Like in like, April,
0: at least one more snowstorm because it just wouldn't be New York without one. Yeah. But um, it's course. definitely warmer. I'm feeling better. Yeah. I should have took geritol. I did not have a chance to, but I'm here nonetheless. You look great. Thank you. Look
1: you. you. This little like Gucci sort of. I know, situation. like the fake Gucci. Yeah, cause I, I am on
0: the. Uh, protest Gucci movement. Okay, yeah, yeah, so I yeah, have yeah, the force. Of, <laughs> of course, um, I just want to clarify for that. Um, yes, yeah, so my name is Selena Hill. I'm here on Let Your Voice Be Heard. Of course, this is a show where we talk politics, social issues, pop culture, a little foreign policy, and of course, we do that from a very diverse, multicultural perspective. Um, we have a great show lined up. Yay. If you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, that's Be Heard underscore. Radio. We will be going live on Instagram as well. We have Facebook, facebook.com slash let your voice be heard. And you can follow me personally at Miss Selena Hill. If you're nasty.
1: (laughs) Morning, Jackie. Good morning. I'm so happy to be back in the studio and on this almost spring day. Um, And I'm Jackie Cohen. I'm political score political correspondent for let your voice be heard and you can follow me on follow me on Twitter at Jackie Cohen J A Q I C O H E N where I mostly tweet about the subway and how bad it is and
0: not only you know. that so Jackie's preparing to go to a rally so uh, yeah. I was on my way here driving and I heard 1010 talking about there is going to be an anti congestion pricing rally. Which is not today. the one that I'm going to. <laughs> right, right, right. So I'm, I'm <laughs> hearing about it because they're protesting um, putting tolls on all the free bridges. And Jackie's going to be there protesting that protest. You yeah, listen. About
1: listen, anyone that lives in New York City knows that right now our subway system is not working. Our buses are the slowest in North America. Something needs to change. We need to modernize our subway system. And so th- we have a, a number of politicians. Right now we're in the budget session in Albany. There's a week left for the state to pass the state budget and we have a number of politicians that are sort of anti-transit anti-transit funding who are having this rally to oppose funding to fix the subway and so we're going to show up and tell them that that's not acceptable because clearly anybody riding the subway right now knows that the system's falling apart.
0: I remember it was something we were speaking offline uh, probably a few months ago and as a driver I said you know a congestion pricing tax is something that's going to affect me and I remember you said well it's going to benefit the greater good of New York City and as a driver I also Will take the subway. So you right. said that it's a small sacrifice for the betterment of us all. And
1: also, I mean, Selena, you I mean, I know that you drive into Manhattan quite a bit but often, once, like once a week. But you, often you're driving right. into Harlem, right? right and right. so you wouldn't even have to pay a toll, right? This is a toll that would be applied 59th Street and below. Very few people are really driving in every single day. And what we know from census data is that uh, on average, there I think it's like 4% of all people living in the outer boroughs are driving in. And
0: 4% That's small.
1: 4% and car owners, families that own cars that are driving into manhattan into the central business district of manhattan are paying or are earning more money than those that are dependent on transit and that are traveling into the same district so on average so it's a small number of people that would be paying a not astronomical toll i mean we have tolls on all these other bridge crossings already to get into manhattan um and it would raise over a billion dollars a year to help fix the subway. And if anybody, again, like anybody that takes the subway every day knows we need that money to, to get new signals, to get new subway cars, to make our subways more accessible. We have one of the least accessible subway systems in uh, the country, yeah, which gooeya. is no surprise, right? It's I can't even get on there. It's body to body on the well, subway at right, rush hour. It's super packed. I mean, there's no, there are barely any elevators. So if you have, if you use a wheelchair or you're pushing a stroller, it's extremely difficult to get on. So, um, this rally—if anybody wants to join me, this anti-rally, right? Because there's a rally against congestion pricing. A bunch of us will be protesting that rally. Uh, it's at 59th Street and Second Avenue at 2 p.m. So I'll be so
2: on 56th Street protesting Jackie. Hey, you better not charge me congestion pricing for riding my bike. I will sue Why, you.
1: Why is that even? That's not even a thing. Isn't it? No. I'll give a What? <laughs> Who well, are you? Good morning to you, Stanley.
2: Good morning. Sorry I was late. The trains weren't working. We got to find somebody to pay for them, huh? <laughs> yeah.
1: I know. <laughs> All the trains went local and the... Con- uh, the train operator on my d-train was like if you're waiting for an express train you will be here forever no they <laughs> did <laughs> oh not say that she literally said "Did that. She? <laughs> she you know what, i just
0: want to can i just give a quick shout out to all the mta workers yes. i've been like i've been running into a lot who are like really funny some of them i really believe are radio announcers i know because they're like good morning so, new york
1: i know I this love is it.
0: the q3 and i'm just like oh okay i love a happy
1: conductor yeah. and driver and shout out to them because you know train service has gone in so bad and the not their fault and they're doing their jobs really well and they oftentimes get the brunt of the anger from people who are mad about stuff that is not in their control or their fault so shout out to them
0: yes yeah, so yes yeah, shout out to them and also shout out to you guys everyone who is watching us already on facebook live emmanuela says good morning glad i could see you guys we're glad Ed, you could see Ed. us too Hello. we've had uh, some technical difficulties but we are live on facebook live we're also live on instagram not yet, but we will be. And a few, our are, are intern is working on that now. Um, Stanley, did you want to let people know who you are, or did you want to just sit there?
2: If you don't know who I am ooh. by now, you will never, never, know, never, never, never know me. Mm, that was <laughs> if a good song. You
0: don't ooh, know me ooh, not, by now. You guys
2: are not, you guys are not even remotely in tone <laughs> with that. So, Whatever. guys, this is Stanley Fritz, the king of the PC ones and twos, the first watcher of us. No, I said. <gasps> Hold
1: on. I just
0: want to say something. Are you I okay? was invited to the Us premiere with Jordan Peele and Lupita, and I turned it down. You what? know why? What's wrong you? <laughs> I am petrified of scary movies, yeah. and I'm just now getting over Bird Box. It gave me nightmares, Bird. and I cannot take scary movies. Bird. That's why I did not see Us, and I just want everyone to know.
2: Let me turn her mic down a little bit. She's <laughs> <laughs> excitable today. Yes, if you haven't seen Us, you should see it. It is great, and it's not just about racism. Actually, it's not about that at all. Um, really? Yeah, it's about Us. All of us. It's a really good movie, though. You guys should check it. And the ending is crazy.
0: I heard Lupita should be nominated for an Oscar. She Lupita should be nominated so for
2: multiple Oscars. I'm afraid guys,
1: to see it, but I want to. I want to see it. <laughs> no, no. Yeah.
2: This isn't like Get Out when like the like the interracial couples are feeling real awkward at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's ain't that type of party. But, guys, if you want to talk to me some more, I'm always on the Twitter. My Twitter mentions having been in shambles all week, but you can tweet me at Stan You can also talk to me on Instagram at Stan where I keep on asking questions and then getting really frustrated and confused about some of the answers I'm getting in my polls. But you can go in there as well. And if you really want to get interesting, talk to me on Facebook at Stanley Good Hair Fritz.
0: So we have a great show lined up. Later on in the show, we're going to be talking about sex and how you're paying for it And if it should be decriminalized. um, And then, but before we get to that conversation about decriminalizing. Sex work, the pros, the cons, and the debate that's going on on the left. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna start things off about some of the news stories that we've been talking about. The Mueller report, of mm. course, is about to drop today. I heard it dropped on so, Friday. Well, some of it. Well, yes, it has been released, but the public. I heard that oh. they're gonna give at least a summary, maybe as, as early as sometime today. But of course, we want We need to see the whole thing. So true, we're gonna true. talk about that. We're gonna talk about the lovely AOC mm. and some other things. Again, guys, this is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Call us up and let your voice be heard. The number is 212
2: 650 6903
0: You can also tweet us at Beheard underscore radio. radio. <laughs> and no. you can leave a comment on Facebook.com. <laughs> let your voice be heard. All right, guys, <laughs> a quick break. When we come back, we're we'll gonna talk about coffee. sex later.
2: Yeah, all right, sure. <laughs> Charge me on the floor. Hey, charge me on the floor. Wait, charge me on the floor? What does that mean? We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHC. All the voice of Parliament. If you're just tuning in, this is Stanley Fritz. I'm here on your PC ones and twos. And let me tell you something. You better congest my pricing right away because I want that train to work properly. I'm here in the studio with Selena Hill and, of course, Jackie transit mommy Cohen. hey
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: mm. where can i get those bodega boy metro cards
1: um i know where i have to go you can go there's like a few stops mm-hmm. i think atlantic terminal they're probably sold out though by now Yeah, i know I right assume, but they I couldn't put it on a real
2: train stops like morris avenue no bronx, right right
1: i feel like there were none in the bronx gun so hill road. Like, yeah yeah they should have a gun hill road gun, gun hill is rubbing. a very
2: bronx train stop gun hill yeah i know it's a hill full of guns you've been there selena yeah or i your have husband what's
1: a story where you thought that gunpoint was a place oh yeah
2: so like <laughs> i thought gunpoint was a place until i was 15 years old so i'd be watching the news and they'd be like two men were robbed at gunpoint i'm like why do people keep going there like, what's, <laughs> what's wrong with them yeah so i wasn't the smartest person <laughs> But guys, we are not here to laugh at me and the silly things I believe when I was yesterday years old. Instead, we are here to talk about the news roundup—things that made you laugh, cry, curse, flip a table, or just kind of scratch your head. And we got lots and lots and lots and lots of messy, spicy, scolding hot tea for you this week, including first things first: Selena Hills dating Tristan Thompson of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Wow!
1: wow. Congrats. No, I'm not. Mazel Why Mazel. would you even say that?
2: You're not. No. What's wrong with Tristan Thompson? He's a faithful black king.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. So faithful, yeah. yeah That's but, why he's moved on from Chloe. Uh, yeah, he, moved on he, exactly. <laughs> he moved on while he was with her. Exactly. moved on while he was with her. It's horrible. Yeah, so like so let's talk about the real news, not the fake news that Stanley just told everyone. Mm. Uh, speaking of fake news, so President Donald Trump himself is saying Mueller should release the report. Uh, we know that Robert Mueller spent two years investigating Russia, uh, Trump's uh, alleged collusion, and, and and everything else that uh, was going on during the Russia during the election concerning Russian election meddling, and he has it. But it's now up to Attorney General William Barr to release the full report or not. Some people are saying they may just, like, send it to the White House first and let them fish through it, and then they may give us, like, a a, a very condensed version that, of course, would only glorify Trump. But, I mean, if Trump is so innocent and this is just a witch hunt, like he's been saying for all these months, then he should release the full thing.
1: Mm. I mean, I don't know. Like, do we really think anything's going to come from that? I'm so pessimistic. Go
2: ahead. No, that's
1: silly. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys.
2: <laughs> this has been an interesting morning. Yeah. So anyway, a lot of really horrible things have come out already and nothing has happened to him. Yeah,
0: right.
2: That's true. That's, so I feel like there's nothing, unless they said like he ate a baby while the baby was still alive. I don't think there's anything he could do that would make anyone feel like he needs to be held accountable. They literally have proof that his, he stole like $50 million worth of money in like, in like, in like false tax revenue and that he was lying about his value so he can like undersell buildings right but nothing happened <laughs> and let's talk about all the acclu- accused rapes that we know about and nothing happened. So what could possibly right. come out in this report that and would change And I think,
1: us? you know, I've heard a lot of people say, well, look at all the people around him that are going down. So he must be guilty. He must, you know, there must be something there if all these other people that surround him, his close, you know, confidants and and advisors are going down and going to prison. But, like, we know that that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah. Like, look at New York state politics, right? Yeah. You have a governor in office right now whose closest advisors are, are have been indicted or have been charged or going to prison and you know, he he was acquitted or he wasn't acquitted. There was no charge at all. There was an investigation into his dealings and nothing was found. Right. By Preparara. So uh, I I'm not very optimistic that anything will come out of this. I i am definitely taking a pessimistic stance.
0: Well, we know that the Southern District of New York is still investigating uh, Donald Trump. And they if they do find something, they can indict him. Uh, Mueller has said that there will be no more indictments, mm-hmm. at least from Um, his office, but he's being investigated in other places. I'm keeping hope alive. I still want Trump to be impeached, but, uh, or at least not reelected at the very least. But then again, I mean, he's selling his base like over, I think like on Wednesday, he was like, Oh, some man, literally just started filing a report against me and he's being like he's downplaying the significance of it and what's happening is of course his base is believing it like oh it's a witch hunt they're just this random person is digging up information about the president because he doesn't like him and that's what i'm afraid of that people are just feeding into this propaganda
1: yeah i i think i mean that's what he does right Right. he downplays everything is not you know he he doesn't act very quote-unquote presidential right like that's been a um, a critique of his. But I mean, I, yeah, of course he's going to downplay it. My, my, um, question is you know we spend a lot of time on twitter and on social media and so you see a lot of things sort of like amplified in those spaces but i i do wonder and of course like we in this room are in in very heavily political spaces all the time but i wonder what real people think about this. people that are not engaged in politics that are not maybe engaged on twitter because as we know like twitter can blow things up in a way that make it seem like they're a bigger deal to everybody than they actually are so i wonder what what the conversation is like in real in real households
2: they don't care like Mm -hmm. And pe- people know the crazy things that he's done, and they t- they talk about it's barbershop talk, It's right. laundromat talk. It's like you know chill session talk. But no one thinks he's going to get in trouble. Right. And the Russia thing, it might pop up, but like no one really cares about that mm-hmm. because that doesn't that doesn't impact their day to day. And they expect they at least with my circles of folks who are not political, it's like well he's white, of course he's not going to get in trouble, and he's
1: rich. Yeah. So no. yeah.
0: Well, good point there. Uh, Speaking of rich people who sometimes get in trouble or maybe have been in trouble, we know that Wendy Williams um, has on her show recently. She talked about her struggles with sobriety, living in a a, a house where she has been restricted from um, getting access to cocaine because she had a cocaine addiction. So she's come clean. And simultaneously, her husband has who who, uh, who's been cheating on her. I think his mistress is actually pregnant. So it's like (laughs) everything. is going wrong for Wendy Williams. And, you know, the irony is, her claim to fame has been talking really badly about people um, and really highlighting their flaws. I think this is like, interesting.
1: You know? Yeah, I think this is really interesting. I mean, her career, whether you like her or hate her, you know, that's a whole other conversation, but her career is is sort of based on gossip and about celebrities, and she asks, I mean, not even just gossip, like, behind their backs, like, she'll do interviews with people where she will ask really mm-hmm. personal, maybe inappropriate questions, right? And so it's weird to have this sort of lens turned on her, and yeah. she's not, I mean, she knows how to, to sort of deflect it i guess a little bit but you know there's a lot there that people want to know that she's she's not engaging with folks it's now. funny
2: you guys know how she, she used to be on hot 97 right yeah and then she got taken off air oh, because wbls y- yes and that too but she had a show that came on right before angie martinez back in the 90s on hot 97 and she got kicked out of hot 97 and pretty much all of new york radio because she said puff daddy was gay
0: R- Mace she said there are pictures of him and mace D- whatever yes
2: and then Bad Boy refused to play any music on Hot 97 Whoa. if she if she stayed employed there and she got fired.
1: Wow. I and don't she had
2: she had to leave New York and go like work in Philly and other places to come back to make a big comeback. So she's been in a mess for a long time. A lot of people are happy about this. I'll tell you mm. that right now. Really? A lot of, happy are happy about this? Yes, you know how many people hate Wendy Williams? Because but people
1: love her. Like, I feel like there's no, no, more no. people that love you her. you guys. Love her. I I don't love her no. at all. Oh, you're I think the
0: celebrities are happy about this. Yeah. Got it.
1: Yeah, people that like she's talked about. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, that makes oh. sense. <laughs> Theo wrote some Theo Martin coming in on our Facebook Live. He said. I don't know if I should even read that on air. I'm sorry. I laughed.
2: He said uh, she's addicted to Coke. Yes,
0: he said that she's addicted to Coke. And but that's a not a laughing matter. I was really happy that she talked about her struggles. Isn't on everyone air? in California
2: addicted to Coke pretty much? She was like in, in New Angeles? Jersey,
0: Stanley. And oh, okay. the show is filmed yeah, in New York. New um, but nonetheless, I know nothing. Uh, we're, we're praying for her recovery. And, well, at least I am. <laughs> um, and we'll see what happens. I Again, I actually appreciate Wendy because. Her interviewing skills, she like she wasn't scared to like, cross those lines and actually because she's not friends with the celebrities um, and she doesn't care about them. She yeah. would actually get like some good information about them um, at times. So, yeah,
2: yeah, Stay strong, Wendy. So what's going on with AOC? Apparently she's yes. too Latina now. What's going on?
0: Yeah. So I like so AOC, obviously we're talking about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She has been under a microscope. When it comes to Republicans, like they crucify or criticize any and every little thing she does on Fox News. This guy said this white guy was like, oh, every time she pronounces her name, she she does the Latina thing. And then he like but she her. is
1: so like,
0: what? like, so then so. OK, so she had a recent interview where she told Seth Myers why are all of these grown men obsessed with me? And, I mean, it's true. Like, they're really obsessed. I mean, she's the the darling of the Democratic Party. She's, you know, a hardcore progressive. She's a Democratic socialist. I absolutely adore her. And she's under a lot of scrutiny for, like, even little minor things. Yeah.
1: And I I hate that that they're going after her for the her pronunciation of i mean that is such a sexist trope that we see all the time where men are constantly criticizing women especially women in media and we've talked about this on the show i think the way that women speak or have like inflection or or sort of like you know yeah the way that we speak i think (laughs) men find annoying often um but i think that's so i mean they're really just looking for anything anything
0: not only is it sexist it's racist stanley
2: I, I mean listen there's a whole bunch of white people who are riled up about a brown person saying things who cares <laughs> right, white people are always triggered by black and brown people i love triggering white people um, that's okay. half my job
0: <laughs> so sean harris left a comment on our facebook live shout out to sean he goes back to the wendy story we just talked about and he said my aunt hates wendy she was a, a professor NYU. at nyu
1: I wait Wendy story. or his Wendy Williams aunt,
0: okay <laughs> uh his aunt well his aunt was a professor at NYU um. and would always say Wendy graduated last in her class and it shows oh, LLL Man, that's messy real yeah, clear, that's I know we got
2: to go on a break guys yeah we do I just want to get to one more thing so yes. Cardi B is copywriting
1: yes she is I like what do we think about that well good this
2: is- get the bag
1: not only, but like bag. I feel like like drag queens have been saying that for years and years and years, mm-hmm. like before her. So yeah. I, I, it's like I don't know. I don't. I mean, get I the j- bag. But like, listen, other people have been using it.
2: Cardi B is from the Bronx, and I'm not talking about like Riverdale or like the nice part of yeah. Bronx. I'm talking about like Castle Hill, Soundview, Houses, Bronx. Yeah she wants to copyright that and keep getting money get the bag sis because if she doesn't a white gay man will yeah so well,
0: go ahead. I'll say this about trademarking okr oh, and I just want to say the name I just want to say now Mark. while you still oh, can,
1: can. <laughs> get right. it in before you, they okay. start charging you
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is what I want to say so the Kardashians were long using okr oh, on their show before oh. party started made it really popular but you know what I am so happy about this because the Kardashians have appropriated yeah, and profited totally. off of black culture black bodies and black men for so long and i was like yes now we stole something from them and we're gonna get paid so wait what we yes. stole from white men no we stole from the kardashians stanley were we stole
2: from kardashians you
0: know what i'm gonna need you to actually pay attention to the radio show <laughs> no,
2: the point the point that i'm trying to make to you is the kardashians don't make they, anything they're and just, they stole it yeah they're below if average. they didn't come up with that they're below average oh. white women that paid for surgery and they get their cachet by having sex with black men and then posting it on facebook live they're good for nothing
0: Exactly, and now Cardi is profiting off of something that they really did popularize. But hey, they did
2: not popularize. They go did. To, well, go they to, made it
0: mainstream. Stanley. No,
2: go to any block, and that's been said. So I give Kardashian's no credit for anything except for culture vulturing.
0: Well, yeah. we basically we're basically saying the same thing, except that the fact that they were saying "oh" before Cardi.
1: I mean, the fact that she named her daughter Culture with a K. I think, like that alone, kind of like you know she can steal from them yeah, yeah she of she knows what she's doing you yes. can't
2: you can't steal from white people you're just getting your stuff back yeah all right guys yeah, yeah. we got to go on a quick break but when we come back we are talking about sex work in new york and whether we well, not new york everywhere and whether we should legalize it i think maybe maybe we should yeah Oh, we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHC, all the voice of Harlem. There are two things you need to know right now. The first thing is black men don't cheat at all, never. The second thing you need to know is I'm in the studio with Selena Hill and, of course, Jackie Cohen, and we are getting ready to talk about sex work. Glad <laughs> mm, you whisper Selena. that? I don't know, actually.
0: I don't know why you threw it to me. I can't wait to hear your intro and opening for sex work.
2: Oh my! All right, Tal- <laughs> so here is what we are doing. Listen, people. We haven't have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was utterly confused. So, listen, guys. We have been having a real conversation about legalization of sex work in the United States, and the conversation really started to pick up steam when Kamala Harris, a woman who made it her career to aggressively go after sex workers while she was district attorney in California suddenly said that she supported decriminalizing sex work, which made a lot of activists, a lot of trans activists, a lot of people who have been in this work for a long time, kind of get the aggressive side-eye because they know that A, she has not only been an enemy, B, she has literally tried to destroy the people who have either been in this work to make money or in this work because they have fallen victim to sex trafficking. And it's opened up a broader conversation because while that's happening at the national level, you have New York State Senator Jessica Ramos and New York State Senator Julia Salazar that are pushing a bill to decriminalize sex work and New York State, which would make it, I think, the second state to decriminalize it um behind las vegas nevada and it brought us to the space where we were saying this is a really interesting topic and it's a topic that we should talk about um you guys should know up front that we all don't agree on what should happen and on whether sex work should be legalized you guys know i am the crazy far left hippie so yeah i do think sex work should be legalized so what we want to do today is really engage in a family discussion so we got our family in the studio and our family on facebook live and on the podcast to really start to break down this topic and have you know, just from a real honest perspective, see where we are and what we are doing. But a couple of things that you guys should know is that sex work, whether it's legal or not, is a very lucrative industry. Actually, according to a study done, it is worth $14.6 billion a year. Wow. That's right, $14.6 billion a year. So whether you want to acknowledge it or not, whether you want to legalize it or not, this is still happening. And like I said in the group chat the other day, the thing about sex work That price never goes down. Doesn't matter if you have a recession, a Great Depression, or a financial crisis, it doesn't (laughs) go away. It is something that is happening, and it's settled the West. So it's a discussion that we have to have. So before we even get to anything at all, I want to just jump straight into it and ask the burning question. Do you support decriminalizing or even legalizing sex work, Selena? Oh,
0: wow. (laughs) We're going to run into it. And for those who may not be familiar with the term sex work, when we're saying that, we're talking about prostitution, um, obviously. Okay, so just FYI Mm on that. I'll say this. I'm still coming to terms to it. Come coming to terms with it. So I know that uh, Kamala Harris, she became the first mainstream U.S. presidential candidate to publicly state that she supports the decriminalization of sex work. However, uh, in the past, if you look at her track record, she has been opposed to it Uh, in 2008. She opposed Proposition K, which was a San Francisco ballot measure brought by sex workers to end prostitution arrests in the city. She uh, she opposed that. Again, as a senator, she has remained unapologetic about her efforts to shut down backpage.com. We'll talk about that in a few more minutes in depth, but uh, just quickly, that was a website where a lot of sex workers would use to uh, sort of. Um, like find a safe mechanism to find customers and clients uh, on the Internet rather than just like walking the streets. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was uh, beneficial to them. Uh, Senator Harris, again, she opposed that. I mean, the fact that I'm happy that she brought it up because, number one, it's making us really think about it. I will say admittedly, I don't know enough about the issue to take a hard stance for it or against it. I've heard a lot of activists uh, against human trafficking saying that sex work should not be legalized because it would only... Uh, it condones the industry and it's, it's it's exploitive at nature and it's only going to hurt it again these are people who are progressive on the left who are trying to fight human trafficking um you know so I, I think that it's definitely something that we should discuss and i would encourage our listeners to you know dig dig deep into it um and i'll also say to be transparent whether a candidate is for or against sex work is not going to really determine how i vote for or against them so it's a topic that has been in the shadows, much like these workers, mm-hmm.
1: um, but I do think we should shed some light on it.
2: Jackie,
1: yeah, I mean I support legalization of sex work. I, I, th- and I, you know, I get frustrated. And Selena said this that there are a lot of people on the left. There are a lot of feminists who are vehemently against sex work. Right? Yeah. That that call for criminalization because they say it is, imp- by nature, anti-women. Um, and I, I don't agree. And I think that sex work is, is. Work, right? Like the the issues that we often find ourselves talking about when it comes to sex work are issues of labor, right? It's issues of work. And if you want to, there was a a great quote, and I can't remember who said it, but there was a sex worker activist who said, you know, if you want to abolish sex work, give these people jobs, right? Like give Mm -hmm. them other Jobs that they, you know, that can make enough sufficient money, right? Like, I think that the issue with criminalizing sex work or not even making it legal is the same kind of issues that we see around abortion or cannabis reform. It's that, like, it's always going to exist. Do you want it to be? safe do you want it to do you want to like address the real issues or do you want to just blanketly say no we're against this and and call it a day
2: yeah you know the the interesting thing about sex work is that in the united states sex work and especially in the beginning stages of this country was really a way that women can get their independence from men because it was one of the only few one of the few places they could actually get work and i made the argument earlier slightly but I'll, i'll go on further that sex work actually helped to settle the west because before there were really people living here in the west it was just desert and people mining for gold. Then the sex workers came. And then they started making money all for the gold miners. And then when they got that money, they opened up bars and brothels and started to build community in these spaces. And then where those gold miners go, when they weren't mining for gold and trying to pay off a debt to the big rich owner, they were going to see the sex workers. Or they were going to the bar to have drinks. And then all of a sudden, you started to get a civilization and a town. Sex work is literally the reason we have Arizona, which, eh, I'm not too excited about that. But also Nevada and parts of California. So... When we're talking about sex work in the U.S., if you're not having that conversation right there, like you're not really having the whole conversation. And if we're talking about the history of sex work, sex work has goes way far back to ancient Egypt and Greece. This is not something new and it's not something that has always been stigmatized in this kind of way. But because of the way that we view sex in these days and the way that we view women, it seems to be a case where, you know, folks are not feeling good about it. But I want to kind of dig deeper into the pros and the cons of sex work because I think Jackie alluded to it. And Selena, um, you said you don't have enough information. One of the biggest arguments against legalizing sex work is because of the sex trafficking ring that we have now, where millions of girls, particularly black and brown girls, are kidnapped every single day and forced into this industry where there's no accountability, there's no tracking system, and they're forced to, to, like pretty much sell their bodies. And a lot of them are scarred or are murdered. They get drug addictions and there's not really a support system available for them. And the fear is if you legalize sex work, all you're doing is saying that all that stuff that's happening in the shadows is okay. Do you agree with that stigma, Jackie?
1: No. And again, like I think that we need to be a little bit more nuanced in our conversation here. And I think it's, it's problematic that sex trafficking is so broadly defined because... This happens, right? This is true that there are there are young girls and young children who are solicited, who are put into positions where they have to solicit sex for money to give to other people, right? Um, but I think that we're ignoring the root causes that that lead to these circumstances, right? And to just criminalize it doesn't mean... I mean, it's already criminal and it's happening, right? And so it's not working to just criminalize it and say it's illegal to do that, right? And so I I was listening to an interesting story about children in foster care who Mm -hmm. are particularly vulnerable to being solicited for sex or being trafficked, right? And instead of addressing those root causes and saying, what are the conditions in which we're, you know, we're putting children into foster care and where are the, you know, where's the accountability measures that are being ta- uh, being put into place? We're just saying, no, just criminalize sex work and criminalize trafficking and we're just going to make it harder. You know, we're going to make the the um, repercussions of these actions mm-hmm. harsher, but it's not actually doing anything to solve the real issue.
2: Yeah. Um, I want to just read a couple of comments off Facebook. Ladder. We're getting Didi Delgado said, I can't believe I'm agreeing with the white woman sex work is sex. <laughs> work <laughs> um didi Doggato also said like ashley judd spoke out about human trafficking against sex work but sesta and falsa prevent women from getting paid it excuse me, pardon me it doesn't prevent human trafficking which right. goes beyond pat back page and tumblr right so those two the, sesta and falsa two bills they're talking about that look to um quote-unquote address sex work but what they did was help to block some of the websites that some of these sex workers were using to i guess for lack of a better word, sell their product. And if you talk to most sex workers that have a few friends, that didn't help stop sex trafficking because a lot of sex workers were able to use that as an end around so to avoid pimps and do their own work and business right. and to screen potential Johns or Janes. So when you shut down the back page, when you shut down the casual encounters on Craigslist, and when you shut down the sex work that was happening on Tumblr, what their argument is you're actually making it more dangerous for sex workers, particularly black and brown women, mm-hmm. particularly black and brown trans women. So Selena... We've heard one of the, the, the cons against sex work. One of the pros against sex work is that $14.6 billion of revenue coming into this American economy. Do you think that's enough of an argument to legalize sex
0: work? I mean, no. Th- not just that, like n- not just the economic argument, but I think that, you know, these anti-prostitution laws are not necessary to protect public safety or nor does it protect actual sex workers to criminalize it. Um, I, I think that, you know, people who have experiences in sex trade, they also experience a lot of violence. And I, I think that for me, the, the real issue is, you know, protecting people from that violence. People in sex trades are often victims Mm -hmm. in needs of services. And I think it's also important that we denote people who identify as sex workers, those who are trafficking victims, and those who who trade sex for survival. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My thing is, and, and this is the emotional investment I have in it, when we think about sex workers... Yes, you have some who are making a choice, but that's not the reality for most. Most of them are undocumented. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are women or, or trans women of color, mm-hmm. and they're being put in these perdition, in these in these circumstances because of different societal conditions where they can't find work because they're undocumented or they can't find a job because they're trans and no one will hire them or they're being abused and they're, they're using this as an outlet for survival. And to me, if you're talking about, if we're going to talk about sex work, we have to talk about the conditions surrounding it. And I want to talk about how we actually solve those conditions so that people don't have to they're not making a choice. They're here because they have to be. One right. second,
2: Jack. I just want to let folks know if you want to jump into the conversation, and we absolutely want you in this conversation, and give us a call at 212-650-6903. Again, that's 212-650-6903. If you're watching on Facebook Live or Instagram Live, please leave a comment. We will get to your comments. Didi's Dee on fire right now. We want to keep hearing from her and more of you. And, of course, if you like conversations like this and want more, please consider becoming a monthly paid subscriber at patreon.com slash Jackie?
1: Yeah, I agree w- with everything Selena said. And I think that what you said is all the more reason that we need sex work to be legalized, right? Because on the one hand, we need to be addressing the root causes that for people who find themselves doing this work um, because as a means of survival, right? Yeah. What are the ways that we can address the root causes that lead them to that work or that make them vulnerable? And how can we fix those, those systemic issues? But also, you know we need to have protections for these workers that are doing this work right and i mean it to to the point that you said about like people are doing this kind of work because it it's a means of survival like that's work mm-hmm. that's work right like mm-hmm. that's work for everybody right and i think that It's it's bad that, you know, this isn't the only kind of job that like I think that there's this narrative like, oh, people are doing this because it's like the only thing they can do. And it's terrible. And it's like equated to rape. And it's you know, there can never be any kind of consent. Um, And I'm not taking a stance on that necessarily. But what I'm saying is that like work, you know. People find themselves in jobs that are degrading, that are humiliating, that are not things that they would choose to do if they didn't have to do it to make money. And so why aren't we addressing those causes? And in the meantime, there are sex workers that are that are making money. Why aren't we making every effort possible to make sure that they are safe and that they are protected and that they are given rights as well?
2: Yeah, Jack, good point. You think people are cleaning dirty toilets that don't belong to them because it's right, fun? Right,
1: right. Because <laughs> co- like, there's this thing about consent and there's this you know it's like people do it to survive because yeah. they need to make money all
2: right guys we'll be right back after this quick break this is let your voice be heard
1: with your partner, don't leave home with
0: our- <laughs>
2: all right guys we are back on let your voice be heard on 90.3 fm whcr the voice of Parliament, and we got some comments selena what are people saying
0: Kai Hani, Bria, says, because we're talking about sex work, she Uh says legalizing sex work will have a ripple effect in working conditions for other workers. Workers like strippers, if they're entertainers, why do they have to get paid by having money thrown at them instead of being paid by their employer, like, say, ballerinas? That's a good point. I mean, people who go to strip clubs, why do you throw the money? Why can't you hand
1: it? Didn't didn't your mother mother teach you throwing money is... I didn't Road? throw money
2: at Candy. I handed her the twenty as we were talking about housing policy. But Thank I, you very much. But I
1: think that brings up an interesting argument or, or point for discussion, which is that so sex work in most places is illegal, right? Like as we like like selling sex to another person, but not porn, not stripping and dancing, right? Like where is the line, and and why, and is it arbitrary or is it reasonable? That's a
2: good point. So if you filmed the sex work, would it just become pornography then? Mm. That's a really good question, guys. If both people
1: are being paid to do it, is it accessible? But if only one person is paying for the other person, that's, that's the line. You know
0: that that's a great point, Jackie, and I think that that does speak to sexism because the porn in in the porn industry, who makes a lot of the money? Isn't it men? The no, dire- it's the women. Oh, the women are. It was no actually money.
2: a porn documentary. Is, is it or is ho-
0: it like the producers? No, the,
2: well, producers probably make the most money, but the women get paid more than men. As
0: no, as, I'm not talking about the I'm not talking about the hmm. the people in the videos. I'm oh. talking about behind the scenes. I said like oh. the directors, like the producers, like right. you know the the people who own the companies, like you know you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. to me. If men are profiting um, off of sex work, then, you know, to your point, it seems like it has been more acceptable uh, as of late. But I do want to say that, you know, sex work in general has been frowned upon, especially in this country, until like just a few decades ago. So I'm not surprised that sex I think work it still is frowned yeah, upon. I think upon. it's as frowned yeah, course, upon, but,
1: but but like still occurring. Right. It's exactly. still happening.
2: So we're running out of time. So I guess the question I want to ask you guys is. Let's let's stop with the nonsense, because people don't really give a damn about sex trafficking. If they did, we'd put in a lot more energy to actually go after the problem, just like we don't really give a damn about drug addiction. So what is the real issue with sex trafficking, with sex workers? I would argue it's that because it gives women agency. And one, and two, we, we got to talk about the way that men like to control women's bodies. It's the same reason that guys my age are still asking women for their quote-unquote body counts, how many people they had mm. sex with. It's the same reason that we get mad when a woman says that she likes sex in the affirmative. It's the same reason. When women, if you make sex work legal, you are admitting that women have a certain power over men because men are dumb enough to do anything for the idea of just having sex with someone and now they can use that and monetize it. I think that's the real issue.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know what it is. I think that there's probably some combination of lots of things, but I think that it is weird that we draw these arbitrary lines for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think in the meantime it's hurtful That we enact these policies that just straight up criminalization that don't actually address the root cause that maybe cause more harm than good and say that we're doing something about it. And we see it again. Like we see this happen with with like drug reform. Right. Like let's just criminalize it. Let's just throw dealers in jail. Let's just throw users in jail and not actually deal with the, the root cause. It only makes things worse.
0: Uh, Well, Rachel Lloyd, she's the founder of Girls Educational and Mentoring Services, which is a nonprofit for sexually exploited women in New York. Um, She herself, she was a sex worker in Germany where it's legal. And she said her experience was absolutely horrible. She says, and I quote in a story for NPR, the commercial sex industry is inherently exploitive uh there's nothing that will equalize the power unbalances in the sex industry and she says the folks who end up in the commercial sex industry are folks who are most vulnerable and the most desperate she said when she was a teenager and she was working for it um you know it was brutal i'm pretty sure she was a victim of of some type of violence and things of that nature so i i mean I, i don't think that like i get it it's definitely the control argument but i think that A lot of people who either work inside of it or people like me who just only hear the stigmas, it sounds dangerous. It's not something I would promote for my little sister to do. Like, it just, it's just, I mean, like, it it, it doesn't sound like... And also, to add to it, a number of people who are sex workers also are dealing with a lot of trauma from their own sexual abuse traumas in the past. So I think that it's not just oh it's oh we just want we men just want to control people's bodies i think that it's deeper than that
2: but i think the deepest that you talk about is sexism and patriarchy because there's a reason that these women are suffering from these traumas it's because we don't take sexual assault seriously we don't take women seriously we make it very hard for women to earn a living wage and take care of themselves or even their families if they have one and we don't give them a lot of access to the resources that they need to grow and the the fact of the matter is if you don't want there To be like a growing sex work industry, which there will always be for the record, then you need to address income inequality. Yeah, exactly. You need to address the treatment of women and girls at large, and you need to start taking sexual assault seriously and putting real money behind mental health assistance. Because even like until you do that, they're never going to stop slanging tail. So, like, I don't <laughs> know what you're going to do.
1: Yeah, and right to your point, I think like the entire system is set up in a way to like keep women down, right? I, I know so many women who are working full time, who have children, who have partners, right, who are married, who have dual income, have kids and are like, I, I can barely make ends meet. And I, you know, I do it, but I don't have a single second for yeah. myself, right? And, you know, it's it's hard, it's hard to do everything, quote, unquote, right, the right, quote, unquote, way, and be able to survive. It's just it's impossible for some people, for many people. Um, but we have a great comment from christopher thomas who says that legalizing sex work makes the entire portion of the culture safer it's safer for the workers especially when background checks are provided and obtained for the workers with regard to their customers and legalized sex work can also make room for standardized health checks for the welfare of the customers and the workers i think i agree
2: yeah so guys we got to get out of here but i want to give everyone a chance to get some closing thoughts um selena as for someone who was kind of on the fence about about this issue altogether i really like to hear from you first and what you think about this
0: yeah sure i i mean like like i said i, I definitely want to uh spend some more time really digging into this issue but i i i found that decrim new york uh it's an advocacy group they have been fighting to um actually stop policing uh sex workers and spending so much money there and redirect that money to help people in sex trades get what they need to survive, such as legal services, housing and health care. So I guess my call to action would be, you know... Let's support groups like Decrim New York, and they have also on the front lines with uh, for the past decade they've been on the front lines fighting against the use of condoms as evidence in New York. Um, you know, we haven't talked about this in a while, but you know, a few years ago I think we did a show about how if you were caught with a condom, you could be picked up for prostitution, mm-hmm. and, and people use that to um, basically profile people, right? Yeah,
2: particularly trans women in New York City right. were getting profiled by the NYPD, and
0: people of color. So again, Decrim New York, I. Think think is a great outlet who is work who have to who happen to be working to um, help sex workers and and people who happen to be victims
1: Jackie yeah I think you know and it's unfortunate that we we had hoped to have a guest on for today's show um, and it, it didn't work out. But I think what is really important is that uh, so much of the conversations we're having right now around sex work are about, you know, these poor sex workers and, and, you know, we need to look out for them. And, you know, some, everybody has a million ideas for how we do that. But I think it's important to engage sex workers in these conversations, right? You never, you hear a million programs and you hear a million forums about, about what we should be doing here. And rarely do they engage the actual people who are involved in this kind of work. And so I think that it's critical that we be engaging in conversations with sex workers themselves and and listening to them and hearing what they need. I mean the the interviews I've heard of women and of people who are engaged in sex work say, you know, the like Sesta FOSTA was a bad thing and having access to backpage was a way to keep them safe and removing that that safety protection has been really problematic. And I think that we need to be listening